0: Episode 85, Bonus Edition, Interview with Clara Martin. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering Educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson, here to empower you to reach your potential. In fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this to help hone their craft. Today is a special day because we have a guest appearance. I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by learning from another elite educator, Claire Martin, who has an empowering message. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Claire is an educator who has been learning and leading for quite some time now. She has quite a list of accomplishments, including being the founder of the Positive Teacher Network. She has a first-class degree in psychology, a qualified teacher for over 10 years. She's a cognitive behavioral coach. She's an NLP practitioner, so that's neuro-linguistic programming. Very fancy. And she's the teacher of positive psychology. Even cooler, Claire believes in the importance of looking after our well-being first so that we're able to then give our all to our students. Her mission is really to make people aware of simple ways to increase their happiness, success, and fulfillment. Here's what she says. Making small changes to build resilience and look after our well-being can be transformational as a teacher, where there are pressures from every angle, not least ourselves. So in order to stay motivated, healthy, and happy, we need to look after ourselves mentally as well as physically. I know you elite educators out there know exactly what that feels like. So let's tune in to hear my conversation with Claire. Well, hey, Claire, thanks so much for being a guest here on the Empowering Educators podcast.
1: Hi, Gretchen. It's great to be here with you.
0: Well, elite educators around the world are just really excited to learn from you today. So I'm going to jump right to it. So why don't you go ahead and share with us how you and I kind of connected?
1: Well, it was uh, through Google+. Um, It's one of the communities I'm part of in trying to reach out to other educators and spread the message, really, of how important our well-being is. Um, That's my key focus, and my real passion is to help and support teachers with their well-being. And you came across one of my posts to do with some um, training that I offer for free, and we connected through that because I think we actually have quite similar principles of the uh, concept of empowering educators and really looking out for each other and helping other, other teachers to be better than they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And since we're talking about Google+, why do you think an educator should get plugged into that platform?
1: Um, I think one of the things that's most amazing about it is how international it is. Um, I'm based in the U.K., and I know that you're in the U.S., um, and it's incredible to be able to reach across continents and you know, not only inspire each other, but you know, really learn new ideas that, that might not be common in the country that you live in or wherever it is that you work. Um, so having opportunities like Google Plus and, and other platforms like Twitter and even Facebook mm-hmm. can make a big difference, I think, as a, as a teacher to get connected with other people.
0: Yeah, and just help your own perspective of education broaden and, and get ideas from each other and kind of learn different tips and strategies. And again, just have a network that goes beyond your four walls of your school or even your district. So I certainly love to connect with people just like yourself, and Google Plus happened to be one of those. So I'm glad that we took a second just to encourage folks to jump on social media, whatever platform you're most comfortable with, and just reach out a hand. I mean, you and I didn't know each other, and you were yeah. very receptive to me, just kind of blindly reaching out, and, <laughs> and look what happens now. So um, I encourage everyone to, you know, don't let that hold you back—that you're a stranger—because very soon you could they could become part of your network.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So tell us, what's your current position in the educational field right now?
1: Well, I sort of have two hats. Um, I'm a classroom teacher. I teach psychology um, part-time. And my other hat is supporting and and running training and coaching for teachers. Um, I suppose for me, having the insight of still working in the classroom gives me uh, the ability to really understand what can be the difficulties that teachers face. And and it kind of complements each other quite well. Um, I've been teaching for 12 years now, um, teach psychology, and currently work in a further education college, uh, which is post-16 in in the UK, um, but started off in secondary.
0: So what made you want to change the age level of students that you were teaching?
1: It was a little bit of circumstance, the right job coming up in the right place. So um, I sort of moved into FE because I moved to North Wales, which is where I currently live.
0: Well, and you brought up training, and I know that it's kind of a hot topic here because we sit through so many hours of professional Mm -hmm. development, and it just seems sometimes worthless. It's reading off a PowerPoint, or you're watching the same virus video you're supposed to watch every year, you know, and and to hear you Mm -hmm. say that you are a trainer, how can you encourage us to seek out PD that's really going to encourage us and make us more effective rather than us thinking, oh, gosh, this is another training.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to that because as a teacher, I'm still uh, attending some of those uh, professional development things that can feel a bit samey, um, whatever <laughs> happened last year. Um, I suppose my angle and one of the reasons I went into start training and coaching teachers was because I felt that the the training available was always very focused on you know what you should be doing, like or uh, updating you on the latest schemes of work and the the new you know uh, things that have been brought in by the government. And it's not always the most inspiring and engaging information that's passed on. It might be necessary, um, but I felt that the gap was in professional development that focused on a personal level that really helped us as individuals um, to see our own potential and. And reach beyond that to say, OK, I don't I don't know at all right now, but I know if I learn some new skills, some new techniques that can help me on a personal level that I can really you know, develop on a professional level, too.
0: And so what would you say to someone that said, you know, I don't get credit, for us we get these continuing education credits towards our license, but if you're providing something that would be of value that maybe you didn't receive credits, how would you encourage someone to go above and beyond kind of voluntarily seeking out a learning opportunity?
1: Um, I think I know from my personal point of view that when I choose to engage in some kind of training... I end up benefiting more from it than the content that I'm perhaps told I have to do by the college or by a school. And it's not just about my career. It ends up impacting my life on a personal level with my family, with my you know, my husband and, and with friends. And for me, that's where my motivation comes in. And I know a lot of the teachers that I work with and, have, um, and train and coach is that they find the content that we cover doesn't just help in one part of their life. It really starts to impact everything that's going on so that they I guess it because it's personal right. it it means more than just what you have to do in college or in school mm-hmm. that investment is there absolutely yeah
0: well I know you said you wear two hats so I wanted to ask you the best lesson you've learned and in, in your role as an educator so feel free to speak from either the teacher point of view or as a trainer
1: okay um I think Really, the best lesson I learned was quite early on in my career, um, when I was in my first year of teaching. Um, I taught in a school where it, it was quite a big, um, comprehensive school, and there was some teachers that weren't exactly motivated anymore. And I can remember one day um, at lunchtime, sitting down next to a colleague, um, he'd been there at the school for quite a long time, and he basically said to me, Get out while you can, wow. <laughs> yeah, which in your first year is not really what you want to hear no. <laughs> um and you know he wasn't he wasn't joking he, it was it was quite a poignant moment because he had got to that point where he'd been teaching for years and years and years, and he wasn't enjoying it anymore, and he wasn't motivated, and he wasn't inspired, and yet he felt quite trapped, he felt like he couldn't just leave um for financial reasons I guess and and also just you know that's that's what he's always been a teacher and it made me realize then that we've and particularly my first year that we've got to focus on looking after ourselves as a priority not as something that we pick up later on like not just sort of pick ourselves up off the floor and say okay now it matters (laughs) now when I've fallen to pieces I'm going to start thinking about my (laughs) well-being which I see lots of teachers do sadly and I feel quite grateful in a a sense that in my first year, I started to see very early on that if I didn't prioritize and and focus on my well-being, that I wouldn't make it through. (laughs) And by making that something that that really mattered to me, I think that's what's kept me teaching and kept me motivated and inspired. Um, So, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And obviously that then guided me into a lot of the work I do outside of teaching by supporting other teachers to to sort of focus on that as well. Prevention over cure, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought this up. So let's dive in a little deeper here. So that's exactly what you were talking about on Google Plus that made me reach out. And the whole reason I thought, oh my gosh, I need to connect with this person, was the fact that we as teachers can be so overwhelmed and we have such an important job to do that we have to take care of ourselves first. And your whole focus on well-being really encourages teachers to be selfish only so that they have more to give
1: later and in the long run. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um I always try to tell people that being, you know, selfish is is actually selfless um, because if you haven't got the energy to um, to give back in the classroom, if you haven't got the energy to look after other people, um, you know, you're never going to make a difference. Um, so, yeah, the, the main focus of what I do um, is I have a network called the Positive Teacher Network, and my aim um, of what we cover is to get teachers to recognize that they might not be uh, in their best place right now or, you know, they might be feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or tired, but there are really simple techniques that they can use to make quite massive shifts in their, their levels of engagement and happiness and fulfillment. And my background's in psychology and everything I do really comes from positive psychology and cognitive behavioral coaching and areas like that, which all have quite a lot of you know, quite simple techniques, but a lot of the time people don't know about them. So there, are, it can be simple things about just noticing positive things in your day um, that can give you a lift, give you a, enough of a boost that you just feel enough energy to be able to focus on giving your all in the classroom or going and doing it again or coping with um, speaking to a child that's struggling, you know, you need to have a lot of emotional energy and we have to protect that. We have to protect our own levels of emotional energy. And it's not as simple as just saying, well, I'm a teacher. That's my job. You know, I just should be able to do it. Um, I think a lot of people beat themselves up feeling like they should be able to do it. Right. And in and in reality, sometimes we need to sort of take stock and find a way to give ourselves time Um, and focus on ourselves and focus on our own well-being and when we do that we end up being so much more productive so much more efficient so much more fulfilled that it then comes quite naturally to us in the classroom and and supporting other people
0: so do you find most teachers can hear what you have to share in terms of strategies and they apply it with ease or do you find that they need to hear it a couple of times or apply it in different scenarios in their life in order for them to really find that balance
1: I think there's a mixture. Um, For me, I know that with a lot of the teachers that I work with, the key thing, and you say balance there, you know, finding that balance, um, that's what a lot of them desire and feel like they're missing, uh, that they haven't got that balance. And uh, what I try to do in the Positive Teacher Network is, is all the tools are things that you can apply in all aspects of your life. So whether it's, you know, a communication strategy that might make you communicate better with friends and family about what it is that you need, you know, it could be the same communication strategy that you might use in the classroom with the kids, but also one that you could get a message across to your, you know, a manager that you would like to get some support from. And I think when people realize that the techniques are not, they don't have to be used in isolation in in one part of our life, that's when they really start to kind of embody the change and they see it really working for them.
0: Got it. And so how would we become part of this network that you're speaking about?
1: um well the um the website is positive okay. and it's a monthly membership program so it's you can join um just like online and you get access into the members area where there is a database of training like lots of different training modules and then i add to that every month um as well as having a live session where Teachers can, in, the, in the membership can come and speak to me, um, ask questions um, on, in a live sort of Google Hangout session. So it gives them an option to make the training much more personalized because they can raise questions or queries or say, oh, I tried this and it didn't work for me, or I tried this and it worked in this scenario, but not in this way. And, and we kind of go through those problems and, and iron them out and, and make it as realistic as possible uh, for their situation. That's great. And so do those teachers have the option to connect with each other as well? Yes. Yeah, so there's um, at the moment that's done through the a private Facebook group okay. so they can support each other in that and kind of connect, um, uh, you know, about the training, but also about the issues and problems that might be going on.
0: Yeah, it's always nice to have someone in your same boat. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. Absolutely. And especially someone who's, you know, on a positive wavelength. You know, th- that's what I'm really trying to get get across is that if we can come together as positive, proactive teachers, then when we. When we need support, we can reach out to someone who is thinking a bit differently, not someone who's just going to gripe with us, right? They, they understand and they can empathize, but then they go, okay, how about this as a yep. solution? Uh, and that, for me, is one of the most powerful things about, about the network and having that as an option. Yeah, taking action.
0: I like that. Hmm. Well, Since you have the chance to meet with tons of educators, if you were to pick an attribute or a few attributes that really makes an educator great, what would you say those are? The
1: key thing, I would say, is leading by example. Um, I know lots of teachers and and particularly managers will talk about maybe the importance of well-being. It might even go in some kind of document or policy within a school. Um, They might talk about it to the students, to the kids. And yet, if they're not embodying it, if they don't really believe in looking after their own well-being, that's what really shows through. And... I know that in the classroom, the students tend to learn quite a lot by what you do as much as what you tell them. And, you know, if they're seeing uh, in a school stressed, tired teachers who are fed up and they've lost their energy and they are not engaged or particularly fulfilled anymore, or, you know, they're not seeing seeing teachers who are really passionate and, you know, and happy. And and you do see that in some of the schools. And and I know some people um, get to that place in teaching where it's just all become too overwhelming. And, you know, to be a great educator, it's not just about being great at your subject. It's about being able to pass on those life lessons and and those life skills. So, yeah, I think for me that leading by example um, of, you know, showing that well-being matters in your own life is something that then you can really teach the students you know sometimes directly those techniques you know sharing ideas but also just they watch and they learn and if you're doing it they're going to pick up on it
0: yeah and i think you know some people say well that sounds nice but what if i have these negative feelings and you know the thing is just be your best in front of kids and then when they're gone close your door and scream (laughs) or kick your feet or do what you need to get it out because you don't want to keep you know suffocating those feelings they are They're normal, and I think your network you've created is a way to help sort through those, but to just do your absolute best to not showcase that to students because you'll turn them off
1: for learning for a lifetime. Mm, Absolutely. Well, our podcast here is
0: dedicated to a couple different buckets of teachers. So we've got new teachers, some that are transitioning or in a a series or a season of distress, but then we've got teacher leaders. So if you were to give advice to any one of those categories of teachers, who would it be and what would you say?
1: I think it would actually link back into the point you just made there that it's really normal to be frustrated. And to have these negative emotions you know i'm saying obviously lead by example in the classroom but i think occasionally you know whether they're new teachers or somebody aspiring to leadership or somebody who's feeling um overwhelmed in a kind of a bad place at the moment it is okay to be tired and to be stressed and to be frustrated and you know all those negative emotions that can arise they're normal and my advice is is always that we're not trying to We're not trying to prevent negative emotions. You know, it's it's healthy to be able to have a full range of human emotions. But what we're trying to work on is resilience. Um, And for me, resilience isn't about not getting upset. You know, it's not it's not about not reacting when somebody says something difficult or hard uh, to hear. It's about having a way to come back from that. And. I know as a, you know, when I was a new teacher, developing that kind of thicker skin to some of the feedback maybe you get is really important. But also when you start going into leadership positions, your, you know, your workload changes, you're taking on a lot more responsibility and just letting yourself know it's okay to not be perfect all the time and it's okay to, to get upset and get frustrated and overwhelmed. But it's whether you allow that to last five minutes or does it last three weeks that's good. you know mm-hmm. and the resilience um is about having strategies to pull it back you know ideally as quickly as you can so that you can go back to enjoying your job and enjoying your life
0: right because we all got into this because we wanted to you know so the, there's <laughs> yeah. a spark somewhere deep down that we've got to get back to that's great advice well i know that you are a mentor to many different teachers but for yourself who is your mentor
1: yeah, I was thinking about this one, and um, it has to be my dad, who, who is also a teacher. Okay. And he, uh, he's he been teaching, um, well, for the whole of my lifetime, and he has been in senior management. And what I really um, love about him the best is his, in, his ability to be really non-emotional about things. Okay, yeah. You know, it, and it's really great to have somebody that you can turn to and ask for advice and You know, just put something out there that you're working through and you know that they're not going to take they're not going to take it personally. They look at it completely objectively. And um, I always remember an example where we've been talking about something to do with uh, where he worked and someone had said something that, you know, wasn't that positive about him. And I said, does that not upset you when you hear that? And he said, no, why would it? It's not true. (laughs) And I was like, that's that's... (laughs) brilliant yeah Yeah, exactly that's awesome um because he said it was such like like that's obvious like such clear yeah. yeah conviction such confidence and I was like yeah god that's brilliant because I know if they'd said that to me even if I didn't think it was true I think I'd have still been upset yeah you know and so I really admire that in him um because it's something that I aspire to In the sense that a lot of the strategies in cognitive and behavioral coaching that I use are about saying to yourself, the emotions you're feeling, that the reaction you're having is due to what you're thinking and what you believe. It's not down to what the other person said or done. The only person that gets to control your emotions is you. And, you know, I feel like my dad sort of just embodies that. He probably wouldn't know these techniques and he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't recognize them as techniques. It's just what he does. Um so for me, having somebody I can go to that I know will look at something in a really logical, objective way is is a great resource. It's a really nice thing to have.
0: Absolutely agree. You need that in your life. Someone who's emotionally constant, who you can just bounce ideas off of, or for you, you're looking at someone and saying, how can I be more like that? How can I acquire that attribute? And, and I agree, that would definitely be an awesome mentor. In terms of just ensuring you're up to date on the latest and greatest in education, how are you ensuring that you know you are current in, in what's happening?
1: One of the main ways um, I'm, I do that is, is obviously through things like podcasts uh, and blogs. There are a couple of really key blogs that I, I keep on top of to do with positive psychology. Um, and, you know, I, reading articles, watching TED Talks. One of the things that often guides me in what book to read next is is watching a great TED Talk. And you're like, oh, my God, brilliant. They've written a book as well, you know, Um But also, I'm always looking to develop myself uh, through new training. So doing more coaching levels, different courses through um, my own personal practice of mindfulness meditation and Tai Chi. um, Mm -hmm. And and, yeah, things that, you know, I know that I personally develop from, but they also then give me new ideas and new avenues to explore to using my training and my coaching.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that we also continue learning and growing because you can't impart knowledge on someone else if you're kind of stagnant. So I love that you're, you know, staying current in education, but you're also, like you said, doing some other wellness activities that, you know, help you uh get those creative juices going and and I encourage teachers. You don't always have to invest in yourself as an educator. I mean, you could be an athlete, you could be a person of faith i mean you we're so multi dimensional it's important we feed those other parts of ourselves,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the next thing I wanted to ask you is something that makes most of my guests blush a little because you get to brag about yourself, (laughs) but I wanted to ask about your all-star teacher moment or if you wanted to talk about being a trainer, just this moment that you yourself are just look back on and think, man, that was pretty great.
1: Um, One of the things that happened um, just last year actually was because I've been doing more and more um, work within positive psychology um, through my training and coaching, I've also been bringing a lot more of it into the classroom as well, which has been lovely for, for me because I've been able to kind of bring my passion together with, with what I'm teaching. And although I teach psychology, obviously not all the topics we cover um, fit in with well-being. You know, we have to cover lots of different areas. Um, but I made a, a big effort last year to really start embedding more ideas and more of the theories and, and, and more of the techniques that some of the students could use. And initially, I was thinking, oh, I'm not really sure they're into this. Um, And I just, you know, let it play out. And then at the end of the year, I had some lovely feedback from some students. um, And one in particular gave me a present and put a note in it. And it just said, um, for bringing the positive back into my life. And I don't know, it really touched me because I hadn't realized that it had had that big an impact on her that she felt that what we'd covered had really made such a difference to her life um and so it it reminded me that even if you don't necessarily see the impact straight away Mm -hmm. that sometimes it can feel like the message is going over people's heads actually you know if you're not just saying it but you're doing it and you're consistent with it that you know for a lot of people it might be going through and and even if it's only one person that you can make that difference for then it's worth it Yeah,
0: that was totally my reaction as I was listening to you share that story. And sometimes you never know. Sometimes the student never reaches out or they assume, you know, that was amazing or that was Mm -hmm. effective or touching and, So you almost want to tell that person, thank you so much for taking time to just let me know. Because sometimes I have no idea if it falls on deaf ears. But, you know, our impact is long-lasting. You've mentioned it in this conversation about it being life lessons in addition to just content. You know, we just have this amazing opportunity to instill positivity into our future. Because these are going to be leaders of tomorrow. And to be able to make sure that they are well-equipped. And that they're happy and and just ensure that they're willing to cooperate with one another. And so it sounds like you inspired this student. And and that's always like a pat on the back to yourself. Like, okay, I, I am meant to be doing this and this is just encouraging me to continue to do so. So thanks so much for sharing that. Well, I want to be respectful of your time, but before I let you go, I wanted to ask you one more question, and that is just how you continue to reignite your own passion and your potential as an educator.
1: I think the thing that has the biggest impact on me is because I'm running the Positive Teacher Network, and I'm constantly telling people they must look after their well-being, and they need to think about giving themselves time out and developing themselves on a personal level, and um, it has really impacted me as a a teacher on a personal level, because I, I feel like I've got to listen to my own advice, right? <laughs> I can't be telling other people, um, and not do it. So, I think by developing myself in in order to support others, it ended up really um, making me feel more passionate about what I do in the classroom because I'm seeing that other side of things. That it's it's not just about teaching to pass an exam or to get a qualification. It's it's more about spreading the word I guess I like to think that I can can pass on the knowledge to to young people as well as to other staff in in you know where I work that that we can really make a difference by acknowledging early that we can control our own emotions that we can take control of our lives by thinking differently um and by looking after ourselves we increase our longevity and you know, increase our happiness and our fulfillment and our engagement and our success in lives. Um, And that's that's what keeps me going. That's what gives me a buzz uh, to talk about and to to support other people with. Um, And I end up getting, you know, the benefits from it at the same time.
0: Absolutely. And on behalf of elite educators everywhere, we just thank you so much for your time today. Why don't you tell us how we can connect with you?
1: Um, the best place probably is via my website, so positiveteachernetwork.com. Um, but if you're on Twitter, I'm at posteachernet, so P O S teacher net. And then on Facebook, it's Positive Teacher Network. So um, there's a few avenues there.
0: Excellent. Well, you heard it, Elite Educators, start connecting with Claire today. Thank you again so much, and we'll chat soon.
1: Pleasure. Thanks very much.
0: Wow. Wasn't that an empowering message from Claire Martin? She certainly knows her stuff. She's passionate about education, and I feel like my brain is about to explode with all that I learned today. It's so applicable to life outside of the classroom, but even more important for life inside the classroom. It was a pleasure hosting Claire. I cannot wait to continue learning and leading with her. Please do check out the show notes so that you can grab those links to connect with Claire today. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast. Special edition with Elite Educator Claire Martin. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.